0: Hi, welcome to Adapting Resiliently, I'm Aubrey, your host, and I am an herbalist, a health coach, a plant-based chef, a professor, an educator, um, and a soon-to-be PhD holder of mind-body medicine, and today we are going to be talking about stress. Wow, where do we even begin? (laughs) Uh, I think there's just so much stress in our society in general. And then you throw in a pandemic and it's a whole new experience. Um, So typically when I talk to clients um, and students about stress, we are talking about the stress of going, 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 not sleeping enough and always uh, needing to work harder and work longer and work more. And that's definitely been a typical stressor for a lot of people, um, especially in the Western world where we have a mentality that we have to work harder and faster and better, and then that somehow proves our worth. And then in that conversation, you will frequently hear that, I'm so stressed. I'm so overwhelmed. I have so much to do where we equate our worth with how much we're accomplishing um, based upon our own expectations of self or also the expectations within our career field. So that's, I think, a stressor that most people can relate to of like, oh, I'm so stressed because I've had work to do. I have more work to do, or I don't feel like I have enough time to get it all done. And you know, then there's like the stress of relationships um, and potentially being in really traumatic and abusive relationships or being in relationships where you're not really seen or heard or met um, and the stress that can go along with trying to communicate and navigate those or in parenting, the stress that goes along with parenting our children Um, or re re communicating with our parents. And then we have the stress of what are we consuming? Um, Really stressed meats from stressed animals or eating foods that are really nutrient depleted, those can all contribute to some form of stress. And so I'm using this term in a very broad manner. And really, what I'm talking about is any type of stress where we are, where we come out of alignment with our, um, Equilibrium with our state of homeostasis, with our state of being in a place of balance. And so that can be in the form of like doing things against our will, right? Of saying yes when we really mean no, being with people that don't really make us feel that great, eating foods that don't really give us enough energy or make us feel good afterwards. That can all add to stressors, and that can be emotional stress, it could be physical stress, it could be mental stress, it could be, um, any of the above but they all have a cascade of events when they are chosen or impacted or um, put upon us and so the conversation around stress is really pertinent because i've been reading this research for the book that i'm writing around what happens when we have stress in our systems so AKA every single human being on the face of the planet and varying degrees of stress right now, based upon where you're at and dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and also where you're at within dealing with life around a pandemic and just life in general. So the research that I'm referring to is looking at um, stress and does it make an impact upon Our immune system so our immune system is what is really necessary to keep us healthy and fully functioning and able to fight off the colds and the flus that come our way right Um, and really being equipped to handling the waves of exposure to varying illnesses Um, and that could be illnesses in the form of those viruses but it can also be um, becoming more um, Suspect um, more apt to having an illness because of the emotional stress, the mental stress, right? Like the, all those things tend to impact our immune system. So, this research is asking these questions of, like, well, what happens in, with stress? Does it impact the immune system? And then, not only does it impact the immune system, this is where I get really intrigued is, okay, does it impact the immune system? One, two, does the stress impact our gut microbiome? And our gut microbiome, our gut is considered our second brain. What happens in the gut, we make neurotransmitters there. It is related with literally over a hundred different illnesses and um, diseases at this point in time. And that's just the beginning. We're really in our infancy of understanding what's truly happening within the gut microbiome. And it plays a significant role in our immune system. If our gut microbiome is depleted and wiped out of good, essential, diverse bacterial colonies, then our immune system is typically weakened. And so the question of this research is, hey, does stress impact the immune system? Does it impact the gut? And if it does impact the gut, does it impact our epigenetic health? So epigenetics are related to... um, basically the stories that our DNA carries on, right? And so if our family ancestry went through a famine, we have a tendency to be more likely to carry weight differently. Um, The epigenetic history can be related to disease processes, absolutely. And then there's also some thought that the epigenetic history of your ancestry, it can also impact um, mental, emotional um, programming um, and reactions in our lives, right? So this question that these researchers posed, let me, I'm just looking at it, in 2017, so we're talking about three years old now, not, not that old in the world of research. The question that the researchers posed was, hey, okay, well, Does stress impact all of these systems? And if so, what can we do about it? Really fascinating question, right? So, what came forward from this research, and I will put put the link um, to the research in my um, podcast description if you're interested in going and tracking it down. I highly suggest it. If you want to geek out on some research, do it because this is. Awesome. Highly, highly enjoyable research, I I would say. Um, So what the research was really finding was that, yeah, so when we go into psychological stress, so we walk into a new situation, we turn on the television, the television says, hey, everybody has to be in their house. There is this new pandemic sweeping across the world, right? When we experience these types of stressors, then we can go into fight and flight response, where we can immediately want to run out out to the grocery store and get all of the toilet paper. Or we can be like, ah, that's not going to impact me whatsoever, right? And, and believe that we're immune to it. Now, the generalization of this example within the coronavirus is really, um, really exaggerated. But there is this conversation that happens of like getting into fight or fight or flight when we have psychological stress. The issue that comes up is that some of us get programmed repeatedly from being exposed to traumatic situations to expect to go into fight or flight when we are exposed to stress, no matter what kind of stress it may be. It could be a stress of having to go a different way down uh, a new street. That could be a stressor. And if we have had a history of traumatic responses, then this could trigger us to go into fight and flight. So this psychological stress can be any sense of the word. It doesn't have to be something as major as a pandemic. And it doesn't have to be as something as minor as having to walk across the street because they just poured concrete, right? But the research w- really showed that when we go into that fight or flight response, we release a whole host of inflammatory uh, markers or hormones, and that these hormones are then moved throughout different parts of our body um, to signal what we're supposed to do in response to the stress. And that when we do that, then it can impact the uh, types of microbiota or the bacteria that's found in our gut. And so what they were really finding was that the gut is impacted by stress, psychological stress, um, and that can signify, I mean, I think all of us have had a bad day and you get really stressed out at work and then you can immediately recognize that, oh, I may be emotionally really short with my loved ones and my partner. And may I be I'm emotionally, I feel really down because of it. Um, and then there's the, like the spiritual aspect of like, if you have a lot of psychological stress, it's really, at least for me, it's really easy for me to get like down in the dumps and emotionally be um, in a state of isolation, but then to spiritually check out on my spiritual practice because I don't want to, because I'm f- feeling non engaged because I'm under so much stress. And then that impacts us physically. You know, a lot of us are um, emotional eaters or uh, stress eaters, where we'll either eat more of a particular type of food or we'll eat less of food in general, depending on where our constitution is with um, the psychology of eating. So the research goes on to look at this, that when we're under stress, we have an altered gut microbiome. Basically that the neurotransmitters that are created within our gut are impacted and changed by how much stress we are under. And that then in turn impacts our digestion, which this is, should be a very easy example for most people to get to. When you travel, I'll just take myself. When I travel, I get nervous as I get out to travel, right? Um, and when I get nervous to travel, then my stomach feels iffy and queasy, and I don't really want to eat, and I feel like I'm not digesting things properly. So that's a way that you can see this mind gut connection, right? And the gut microbiome directly is impacted by what kind of stress we are under. And so when we, Weaken our gut microbiome, or the gut, um, the gut barrier function, and the gut brain axis gets impacted by being under repeated stress or chronic stress. It erodes and it decreases the integrity of our gut microbiome. And the gut microbiome directly plays a role in what kind of neurotransmitters we are able to create. Specifically within the gut microbiome, we know that we can create serotonin and serotonin can help us feel good, right? But if we're not able to generate enough serotonin, or if we're not able to have enough diverse population of the gut bacteria within our microbiome, then our immune system becomes weakened. And so the stress not only is weakening her gut microbiome and decreasing its ability to contribute to a healthy immune system. Then we're also decreasing the immune system function because we are releasing so many inflammatory markers during the exposure to the stress. And so this is all me like completely nerding out for everybody. And I, I could have just lost all of you on all of that function. Cause it's really easy for me to say, Oh, chronic stress has really bad effects upon our lives and our bodies. And most people will go, well, yeah, duh. And what about it? Like, that's just sort of the world that we live in. And this is me pushing back and being like, but does it have to be, right? Do we have tools that we can utilize that makes the reality of having chronic stress? Yeah, it's there but can we manage it a bit differently? And can we do so in a way that does not degradate or weaken our immune system function or our gut microbiome, since those are two really significant factors in our ability to be um, in our optimal well-being, especially from an immunological perspective. So the answer is yes, there is something that we can do. There's a tool that we have, and it's called meditation. This is where you would enter the music and you would hear all of the uh, people going, oh, but I don't mean that you have to be in meditation for 20, 35, 55, two hour long periods in order to reap the benefits. And the research actually shows this, that that meditation can help our stress response. In other words, meditation can help create a little bit of a distance between how we experience stress, our perception of stress, which is really important because that perception of stress of like Challenging our mental talk, this, uh, this ability to self-actualize, to become aware of ourselves. Right, and The more we become aware of ourselves, the more we're able to give ourselves some distance of like, hey, do I always have to respond to whatever circumstance, this partner, my job, my commute in the same manner that I did? And if the answer becomes no, because we're becoming aware of ourselves, then we have some room to respond reflect on how would we like to respond to those stressors. And meditation is this beautiful vehicle where we get that space and to understand, oh, how interesting that when a person uses that tone with me, I immediately go into a defensive fight perspective. That could be my stress alarm bells going off. Hmm. I wonder if I have another option there. So meditation gives us that opportunity, and the research from uh, these researchers of Hausman, Peterson, and Mills and Deepak Chopra was on this as well. What they really showed was that meditation can help impact chronic inflammation, and it can help decrease the states of chronic inflammation, which then means our immune system is able to function more properly, and our gut-brain barrier that gut-brain access is able to communicate more effectively. So the conversation of meditation, it does not have to be a sitting meditation. I know when I was being taught meditation, I thought I was going to come out of my seat. It was like, what do you mean I have to sit in a seated position for 45 minutes, quiet, and my mind's not going to race? it's going to race. You're going to have what is called the monkey mind. It's going to take off, but it doesn't have to be meditation in this form of sitting. There's multiple forms of meditation. So there's mindfulness meditation where you just become mindful of, oh, I'm thinking thoughts right now. Oh, how interesting. My mind just wandered over there and over here, over here. Mm, I'm still sitting. Let me come back. Or you can do a walking meditation where you're out, in the woods or you're out on your streets and you're just noticing what's going on and every time you notice that your brain is going off in another direction huh that's an interesting brain come on back come back to this step this step one of my favorite teachers um of n- mindfulness is Hanh, and he always taught that when you are doing the dishes do the dishes when you're walking walk in this Practice of mindfully being present with what is arising is truly a skill set because it gives us some space to see and witness how are we responding to our chronic stress that is pervasive in our society. But also, how do we choose, how do we desire to really respond? It's in that space of questioning, how do I desire to respond, that we can make changes and increase our self-efficacy. And thankfully, from this research, it shows that not only can we increase our self-efficacy, our ability to take control over our responses and our reactions, in doing so, by prioritizing us a couple minutes of peace, a deep breath, a four-count breath. I I inhale for four. I exhale for four. By Choosing these practices, we're able to give ourselves some peace, but also to slow the inflammatory root cascade that happens when we are experiencing stress. That way, our immune system is better able and better equipped to fight off illnesses, and our gut-brain axis is able to adequately tend to creating neurotransmitters tend to the digestion process, and tend to supporting our immune system. I think This is really revolutionary type of research to look at of, oh, stress may be a part of our society no matter what, and also the integration of meditation into our daily experience of just stopping and pausing when we notice that we've been triggered on the fight and fright response is a tool that all of us have in our back pockets and we can use and gain curiosity about why are we responding and how are we responding and support our whole physiological entity, mind, body, and spirit, emotionally, mentally, and physically in a way that we may not have thought would be possible. So my challenge to you all this week is if you see a trigger, if you notice a response that feels sort of like a fight or a flight response, whether it be from watching news or getting into a a Twitter argument or getting in your car or having um, some unbeknownst information come through from anyone or eating a meal that you don't feel is that healthful and... Whatever it may be that you feel like could be a potential spot of stress, my challenge is can you take a deep breath there? Can you notice it? Can you notice your response? Can you attempt to be more present with that response as a means of not only coming back to you in this moment, but as a means of supporting your immune system and supporting your overall vitality. I hope this was of interest. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a wonderful weekend.